Hey, it's Lauren Hubelay, and I'm back again with my dear friend and colleague, Megan Limp, and we're recording an, a new extract for Jimmo Memo, Sweet Chestnut. Megan, thanks so much for joining me again. Lauren, it's great to be back with you. It's um, been quite a journey since we were last together. It's been some time, and it's always wonderful to reconnect. Megan, I'm so excited to share with our audience these new findings about Sweet Chestnut. And it's interesting that we never recorded this extract. And this summer, there were some remarkable um, studies done that show that it would be a very important extract for all of us, given this particular time and the challenges folks are facing with their immune system. So I, I'd like to begin just by familiarizing people with the sweet chestnut tree, because as in America, it's not common. We have an American chestnut that is actually quite rare um, in throughout North America, but in Europe, the sweet chestnut is very commonly found. It's often called the Spanish chestnut. It's Castanea sativa. And this is a very large tree with a pyramid, rounded shape, a, a deciduous tree related to beech. Um, and it matures to be 80 to 100 feet tall. So this is native to the high forest areas of Western Asia, from Iran into the Balkans. And it was cultivated for its nuts, um, chestnuts, um, are a wonderful source of protein, can be ground into flowers and used for numerous things um, for providing a source of food and nutrition. What I love about the tree is it can grow in all so types of soil, um, but it prefers a moist soil. And that speaks directly to how we use this in um, working with all stages of viruses. What I'd like to do, Megan, is start out by just sharing as an extract, we have a primary action and we have a secondary action. And I'd like folks to understand that this is the best tonic for the lymphatic system. And when I say that, and you might be listening and you think, oh my goodness, um, I need to get some lymph moving in my body. <laughs> we need to know that this needs to be in a complete protocol and we need to be supporting our uh, elimination well and our nervous system well but um it is for sure the best um, mover of lymphatic fluids in the body particularly in the lower torso but that includes the lungs and so this is why we're sharing this now it improves respiratory function it serves as a general detoxifier for the whole body and is able to remove toxins from the body better than any extract so that that comes into play both if we're removing pathogenic toxicogen or toxins from flus and viruses and so forth or if they're um, ingested toxins and in, in say with dental work or post-surgery um, whatever the body wasn't designed to um, break down and synthesize, sweet chestnuts would be helpful for. 
removing from the system. And then it's a tonic for the immune system. It has very good antioxidant properties and is um, provides a condition in the, the um, body that makes a bacteria not want to hang around and make a home. And whether it's bacterial or viral pathogens, rather than being anti, it just creates an environment that's really not hospitable. So they don't want to take up a residence there, which is a wonderful piece of information right now. Um, Megan, there's more I think I want to talk about, about how we're applying this extract, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this um, and its action through the, the Asian medicine lens. Yeah, this is a beautiful extract to talk about um, through many points of view, because I think it really helps us understand the extract by looking at it through different lenses. Uh, sweet chestnut and it's, detoxifying. I know we talk about it as a tonic for the lymph system, but my experience of sweet chestnut is that it's supportive. It's a tonic in a supportive way, but not a tonic in a pushing way, that it just seems to help the body do its job better. Um, and when we talk about lymph from an Asian medicine perspective, there really isn't anything built into Asian medicine that is lymph. Um, it falls under the category of fluids. But Asian medicine and the lymph system really beautifully align. If we look at what we call in Asian medicine the triple heater or the triple energizer, and recently there's been lots of writing about the triple energizer and um, its relationship to fascia and its relationship to um, interstitial fluids and also its relationship to lymph. And the triple energizer can be hard for people not familiar with Asian medicine to really understand because when we, when we think of an organ, we like to think of you know, one particular tangible place um, where it lives in the body. And the lymph system and the fascia and what we call triple energizer all align in the fact that they're more of a passageway. They're more of a function and they offer um, the ability for cohesiveness and interconnection amongst all of the other functions in the body. So the way fluids work through the Asian medicine lens in the different areas of the body, you know, maybe the head and the heart and lungs, and then what we call the middle en uh, energizer or heater in the digestion. And then the way that our elimination organs work uh, lower in the torso are all a little bit different. But if we pull our zoom lens off and we just look at the limb system or we just look at the triple energizer as the function of getting all of our organs and all of our fluid movement and our circulatory system working cohesively, that's really how I experience sweet chestnut and what triple energizer or triple heater is referring to. So it's more the passageway for the management mm. of um, movement through the system. And as we've talked about in the past, if you've listened to other general memos, the essence or the nature of life as we understand it um, 
through Asian medicine is constant transformation and constant movement. In fact, I recently read this um, book called Bodyfulness by Christine Caldwell. And she talks about, you know, trying to really understand stillness, not as a static place, but as somewhere we touch at in our, um, you know, ever, ever um, ceaseless movement. And that is how the body is. That's how the mind is, is that um, a healthy body is constantly transforming and constantly moving. And we want to be able to support blood flow and lymph flow and detoxification. Um, as Lauren has said in the past, when things stagnate, that's when problems start to arise. And so I think that's why sweet chestnut is useful at all phases of a virus, but um, it's why it's useful at the beginning. It's why it's useful in the middle. It's why it's useful at the end because it offers the underlying support of removing stagnation that already exists and prohibiting future stagnation. Yeah. Yeah, Megan, that was so beautifully put. It, it's movement we're looking for. Yeah. And um, when we, our body physically um, is in a stagnant state, we also become in a stagnant state emotionally. And um, we lose our creativity, we lose our curiosity. And what I believe that sweet chestnut does in um, a very gentle way, and you're right in, in pointing that out, is um, I, I think it helps movement on all levels um, because we can't address just the physical body without addressing the um, emotional. And, you know, this is so um, beautiful. At this moment, I'm looking out on this moving body of water here. And I'm thinking about how different my experience would be if it was dammed up and it was still. And instead, I've, I've got this gentle movement and ease. And I think um, that that's what we're looking for in our body. Yeah. Uh, and, and so often when we um, turn to conventional medicines, we lose that ease. There, there is no ease. There's a force or a suppression um and and so the fact that sweet chestnut can offer this on a gentle level on a daily basis not only just for um acute though megan i mean that's why we're talking about it today but at a certain point for folks that are, are building their protocol and have improved their elimination they've working with their nervous system, they can certainly use sweet chestnut for long periods of time to just help move chronic inflammation. Yes. I mean, improving our lymph, improving our ability to clean ourselves, improving our blood circulation. This is the, the lifelong way that we care for ourselves. And as I was going through um, and rereading some writings, there's lots of different writings on the triple heater and triple energizer and its relationship and what it does and its function. But I, I had forgotten that it is noted as a big player in our relationship to our sense of self. Mm. Mm. And so I think that's something that we can explore. You know, That's something that we're always working with throughout life. Mm. And I think that speaks to how widely applicable 
mm -hmm. um, and how long-term sweet chestnut um, is relevant. It's always relevant. Yeah. Megan, I think it, I'd love to take a moment and just share how we're seeing this applied right now. Um, although we're talking about some emotional content here and, and movement, um, truthfully, uh, on the physical and emotional level, we haven't um, worked with this on the nervous system and with microdosing right. yet. And we don't see a direct effect on um, elimination, although it would certainly have an effect on movement of, yeah. of fluids. But where we see it when we're working um, in this restoring immunity protocols are, are in stage three, when we're restoring alkalinity. And we use it for symptoms where there's any stagnation of lymph, particularly in the lower limbs, for women that experience menstrual cramping, for folks um, who are uh, challenged with edema. We also have found it to be a very resourceful extract during pregnancy, particularly in the second and third trimester, when the mo movement of fluids can be challenged. Yeah, exactly. From an Eastern medical perspective, when we talk about fluids in the system, the system is differentiating when we take things into the body, whether that's food or fluid or air, it's differentiating what can be nutritive mm -hmm. and what needs to be separated out and become waste and move that out. Um, and when that judgment on the part of the body is happening appropriately, um, we see that nutritive things are rising up so that we have nice moisture, but that we don't have areas that feel puffy or gelatinous or congested or phlegmy. Um, and that things that the body is appropriating as waste are moving down. Yeah. Um, and so that tells us when fluids are moving appropriately. And I think that if we reverse that, we can all um, relate to what, it ex what the experience of um, maybe losing some of our clear fluids and having some of our more turbid fluids hanging out. Yeah. You know, Megan, that leads me right into the topic of using it for acute colds, flus, and viruses. And, and you know, it is certainly appropriate for all uh, versions of SARS virus. Mm -hmm. And I um, saw this um, specifically in my own home before we knew um, what sweet chestnut um, hat could hold in value um, in treating two members of my family who had that lingering cough congestion, that um, phlegm that would not move following um, COVID and seeing that um, sweet chestnut was just really close to a miraculous effect of getting things moving. Now, these were young, healthy um, individuals who didn't take other medications and um, had no other conditions to deal with, but it was a um, really remarkable finding. And then when Plant Extract, um, our parent company, ran their laboratory tests looking at flavonoid content and particularly quercetin and quercetin derivatives, sweet chestnut was the highest um, score among the extracts. And 
what what I think I would love to share with our listeners is so many folks are out there taking quercetin supplements right now, and they aren't easily digested by the body. This is not a substance that absorbs well. And so either you're going to experience some discomfort or um, um, digestive disturbances from taking it, or it's just not getting to where it needs to go. The beauty of taking an, an extract with um, high levels of quercetin is it comes already with the fats and the sugars um, bundled up in a natural form to directly improve absorption. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful and so important. And Lauren, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't also, you know, if we think about sweet chestnut and its ability as sort of a beautiful detoxifier and effective detoxifier, I think we would be remiss if we didn't also offer folks some tips on um, if they're having some more thick and fluid buildup in the system, what might some great partnering extracts be um, that we could use to thin fluids while sweet chestnut helps them leave the system? Yeah, so I think it would depend on what state this is. So if we're because I see acute, as you do, in, in several stages. So if they're in that early stage, partnering it with common alder, which is, again, another fluid harmonizer, black currant, um, possibly something like hornbeam, if the respiratory system and the lungs and bronchi are affected. But Megan, what um, uh, some recent studies, again, um, by our parent company found is that for those who have that lingering heaviness in the lungs and bronchi, pairing it with hazel mm -hmm. and with black um, blackberry, mm -hmm. the three together um, prevent um, scar tissue from forming, fibroids, thickening, all those things that happen when fluid isn't moving. Yes. And so the study, um, they found that using those three consistently for a period of 60 days um, gave marvelous results. And for those of you listening who are unclear about what we're referring to when we talk about stagnation, mm -hmm. I think that what Lauren just said is the perfect explanation of it. When we talk about stagnation of chi in Asian medicine or stagnation of fluids, um, we're talking about when movement ceases and things begin, masses begin to form or maybe clots begin to form or the um, fluids begin to thicken. Um, and that is what stagnation feels like. But the word that Lauren just used is um, heaviness. So there can be heaviness in the lungs when there's stagnation, but also when there's general stagnation in our limb system, sometimes we might just feel heavy limbs. Like you yeah. wonder why Maybe you went for your morning walk and it was harder to move your legs than normal. They just felt like they were weighted. Yeah. Um, that's how the body experiences the slowing down of fluids. So, so Megan, I, I, I would like to offer a tip for folks listening. You, you know, we're, we're heading into cold and flu season anyway. And it, it doesn't matter what we're going to label um, our experience, but when we're we're faced with um, an acute episode that involves the respiratory tract. 
or we want to prevent it mm -hmm. um, from taking hold, I would consider um, using sweet chestnut middle of the day in small doses, three, six drops. It's moving things. So if there's a lot of stagnation in your body, you might not appreciate um, a quick movement. And so, you know, dialing it down, starting with three drops is a really good place for adults. And then I would highly recommend looking at some of our other GEMO memos to support the nervous system, because um, we know that um, if the nervous system is harmonized, we're, we have um, a more reactive and responsive immune system. So looking at something like sea buckthorn or walnut in the morning, sea buckthorn's uh, essence being to defend and walnuts to protect. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to note about walnut that, you know, we talk about walnut as being um, creating an environment in the mucosal linings um, that are not conducive to um, pathogen growth. Right. Um, but also think about that. It's the linings in the system. It's the places that protect us. It's about how we interact with our environment. Um, so that can be sometimes physical. And also we feel like we need that protection on the nervous system level also. Absolutely. So both of those are central nervous system extracts, see buckthorn being the tonic, walnut being the harmonizer. And, and I would consider one drop of one of those in the morning. And then I would consider one in, of field maple or hazel one drop only in the evening, field maple and hazel both being harmonizers to the autonomic nervous system, field maple being about access to sweetness, hazel soothing, um, and, and both of them offer um, an ability to help ease you into sleep. Yeah, I think uh, I have found that they both are quite soothing and harmonizing in slightly different ways. Um, field maple is great as a side note, particularly if you have old lingering pathogens and viruses in the body, but on a nervous system level, um, field maple is great for irritability. It's great for when you're feeling um, more um, like you're swimming against the current and, and you just can't quite access your um, that smoothness of your mood. And um, hazel is fantastic when you feel like your zone of resilience has somehow decreased and you can't quite cope with what's coming at you in life. And I do feel like it increases our resilience and it increases our emotional elasticity. You know, Megan, there's one more that I think I should mention for the evening because it, it also, black honeysuckle uh, rated very well in, it's um, flavonoid content and specifically quercetin. And so it really could be field maple, hazel, or black honeysuckle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because a black honeysuckle also increases the fluidity of our, sure. um, you know, it helps to thin thick fluids and it also helps to um, help us settle when we're sort of, when we have that sort of thick feeling internally. Yeah. yeah. So I think we've given some very good tips here for you all. 
to um, have and have a look at these GEMO memos of these extra extracts that we've mentioned. Um, I'd love to see folks taking sweet chestnut in these months ahead. I think this is um, a beautiful um, addition to whatever um, um, protocol you've worked out for yourself, but a way to perhaps cut back on the quercetin doses, add some fluidity to your life, get things moving. Um, I think we're all done with stagnation. <laughs> Yeah, and like you pointed out when you were talking about sweet chestnut, you know, in the past we used to turn to some gemos that were sort of powerhouses, yeah. and now um, we are taking a gentler approach yeah. and creating an environment that is more conducive to our system doing its job as it so beautifully already knows how. Mm -hmm.